continue our discussion on the topic, and it shall come to pass. Amen. Tell somebody, it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. Every promise of God concerning your life shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be looking at this topic for a while. But last uh, uh, Sunday, we started looking at a subtopic on it where we said, The yoke shall be broken. And we read from Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And we're going to read that passage again. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. So let's open our Bibles to Isaiah 10, 27. It's a very uh, popular passage. It's a very popular passage. It shall come to pass. The yoke shall be broken. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder Amen. and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Last week we looked at the first part of that passage that says, His burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. Amen. And we specifically we went into a little bit detail about different types of burdens. But then we looked at what, I, what is called the burden of the Egyptians. And we tried to break that down a little bit. That the burden of Egypt is the burden of, I mean, walking without, uh, without, uh, uh, what's the word? With nothing to show for it. It's, like, it's what we call walking like an elephant and eating like what? Like an ant. It's the burden of slavery. It's the burden of oppression. But from every burden, the anointing of the living God shall liberate in Jesus' name. Amen. And so today we want to go a little bit, I mean, a, a step further. The second part of that passage says, His yoke from off thy neck. His yoke from off thy neck. Number one, the yoke of the body is broken. In other words, the burden is associated with a yoke. What is a yoke? A yoke, uh, from my own uh, little understanding, is something that is used to, to hold two, two things or two people together. Or in this instance, animals that are used for farming. They are pulling the plow. The, the plow is in between the two of them. The two, let's say, yeah, like our mommy said, oxen or cattle or bulls. And the yoke is used to hold their necks together so that they can, be, they can work together. They are, they, are, and they are what you call beasts of labor that are tied together by the yoke. But the Bible is telling us that if peradventure there is any yoke on thy neck, that yoke will be taken off and destroyed today in Jesus' name. Amen. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4. The Bible says, For thou hast broken the yoke of his body, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. And there are two things I want to highlight here as we continue. Number one, the Bible says, The rod of oppression is broken. Amen. Tell somebody the rod, the rod. Of, oppression of oppression is broken. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. In Psalm 125, verse 3, 
Psalm 125, verse 3. The Bible says, For the rod of the wicked shall not rest upon the lot of the righteous. Let the righteous put forth their hands unto iniquity. In other words, there is a rod that is meant for the wicked. That rod that is meant for the wicked shall not be your portion in Jesus' name. You know, it's similar to what the Bible says in Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. When the Lord said, if you will diligently hearken to my voice, obey my voice, obey my word. Will do that which is right in his sight. Give ear to his commandments. Keep all his statutes. He said, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have done what? Which I have brought upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that does what? That he led thee. So our God is saying, sickness is not your portion. Amen. Somebody is not sure of that. Tell somebody, sickness is not my portion. He said, it is the portion of the Egyptians. It is the portion of those who are not accounted as part of the children of God. That is what the Bible calls here, the rod of oppression. The rod of oppression. Any rod of oppression in your life is broken today in Jesus' name. That passage that we read in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 4 goes on to say that the staff of the enemy is broken. What is broken? What does the staff of the enemy stand for? The authority of the enemy. If you've seen a, 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 a headsman, what do we call them here? A shepherd. Every shepherd will usually operate with a staff in their hand. And that staff is used to guide, to direct the, the, the flock. If the flock is going a particular way, and one decides to go astray with the staff in his hand, when he throws that staff, that whatever, that animal knows it has to fall in line immediately. So the staff is an instrument of authority. But the Bible is telling someone here today that the staff of the enemy is broken. Amen. What does that mean? The authority that the enemy might have over your life is what? It's broken. It's broken. See, that's why the Bible says that the, even the legal captive shall what? Shall be set free. The legal captive, peradventure, the reason you are going through what you are going through is because you have sinned. But adventure is because you disobey God. What the Lord says, even the legal captive shall be set free. In other words, even if the enemy has a justification for doing whatever he's doing in your life, today the staff of the enemy is broken in Jesus' name. Amen. The authority of the enemy is destroyed in Jesus' name. Amen. In Esther chapter 5 verse 2, Esther chapter 5 verse 2, Esther 5.2. The Bible says it was so. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, that she obtained favor in his sight. Somebody here will obtain favor. Amen. You will obtain the favor of the king of kings. Amen. You will obtain the favor of the lord of lords. Amen. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther drew near and touched the top of the scepter. That was the authority of the king. If the king had not uh, 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 given that, held that uh, golden scepter out to Esther for coming before the king uninvited, what was the penalty? 
death. But she found favor. And I'm speaking to somebody's life here today. Whatever stands for death and oppression on your way is destroyed in Jesus' name. Because you have found favor with the King of Kings. You have found favor with the Lord of Lords. We know the story of Esau and Jacob. Esau had a yoke. And what was the yoke of Esau? The yoke of Esau was servitude to his brother. In Genesis chapter 27 verse 40. Genesis 27 verse 40. The Bible says, this was Isaac releasing his ble- I mean, the blessing of Esau unto him. If you can call it a blessing. He said, by thy sword shall thou live. Thou shalt serve thy brother. In other words, Isaac told Esau that he would serve Jacob. And it shall come to pass. When thou shalt have the dominion, thou shalt break his yoke from off thy neck. And for, for, for centuries, for years, Esau indeed served Jacob. Jacob grew to be very prominent, renowned. But there came a day. Tell somebody there came a day. There came a day that we are told in the New Testament. The heralds of the New Testament. We are told they were what, you, what the Bible calls Edomians. And these are descendants of Esau. So there came a day that truly Esau broke free from under the yoke of Jacob. Unfortunately, the last we heard of Esau was the lineage of those Herodians or whatever they are called. But the issue is, one day that yoke was broken. And for someone here today, Today is the day. That yoke is broken in Jesus' name. That yoke is broken in Jesus' name. The Lord broke the yoke of Egypt from Israel's neck. Egypt had a yoke upon the neck of Israel. In Leviticus chapter 26 verse 13. Leviticus 26 verse 13. Leviticus 26, 13. The Bible says, I am the Lord your God, which brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you go upright. Amen. In other words, whatever yoke there was upon your neck in Egypt, God is saying the yoke is broken. Amen. Tell somebody the yoke is broken. As if when he said the yoke is broken. Now, fasting breaks every yoke. What did I just say? Fasting breaks every yoke. We all know what fasting is. You may not like it, but fasting is a yoke breaker. And thank God that from tomorrow, what are we doing? For how many days? Five days only. You have to put only there. It's only five days. Tell somebody five days only. From tomorrow, we are fasting for five days only. And brethren, God will do glorious things. God will do great things. God will give wonderful testimonies. In Isaiah chapter 58 verse 6, the Bible says, Isaiah 58 verse 6, 
Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bands of wickedness. As you wait upon the Lord, whatever stands for wickedness in your life is destroyed in Jesus' name. To undo heavy burdens. To let the oppressed go free. As you wait upon the Lord this week, every oppression is destroyed in Jesus' name. And he said that you break every yoke. Not one. Not two. How many? Every. Every means what? All. All yokes will be broken this week in Jesus' name. Now look at verse 9. Of that Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58 verse 9. Isaiah 58 verse 9. He said, then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Amen. Somebody does not like that. Amen. Then shall thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Amen. Thou shalt cry, and the Lord will say, here I am. Amen. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity. Brethren, when the yoke is broken, when the yoke is broken, what happens? The earth yields her increase. In other words, you may be in our midst today. You may be hearing this message today. The reason you have not been experiencing increase is that there is a yoke that needs to be broken. And that yoke will be broken today. Oh, maybe I should put it better. That yoke is broken today. Because that was the message the Lord gave us in the first service. He said, the yoke is what? Is broken. Receive it in Jesus' name. In Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 27. Ezekiel 34, 27. He says, and the tree of the field shall yield her fruit. Only one person is receiving that. And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit. And the earth shall yield her increase. And they shall be safe in their land. And shall know that I am the Lord. When I have broken the bands of their yoke. And deliver them out of the hands of those that serve themselves of them. Amen. The Lord is saying, increase is released unto someone here today. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. When the yoke is broken, there is increase. What else makes the earth to yield her increase? And there's one thing I've highlighted here. Brethren, when we praise God, the yoke is broken. When, we, when the yoke is broken, we do what? We praise God. Does that make sense? Yeah. When we praise God, what happens? When the yoke is broken, we praise, God. we praise God. So either way, what do you do? When you praise God, brethren, the yoke will be broken. When you praise God, the earth will yield an increase. First of all, when you praise him, the yoke is broken. Acts chapter 16, we know that passage very well. Verses 25 and 26. Acts 16, 25 and 26. Acts 16, 25 and 26. The Bible says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners had them. So they didn't sing quietly. You know the type of quiet singing that you do and then you sleep out, you sleep off. They didn't sing quietly. They sang and other prisoners had them. So that when the miracle happened, nobody could say, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, maybe it's just your imagination. No. They knew it was the praise of God that brought the miracle. 
Receive your miracle today in Jesus' name. The Bible says in verse 26, and suddenly. Brethren, the God we serve is a God of what? Suddenly. He moves suddenly. And that God will surprise someone here today. Suddenly, the Lord will surprise you today in Jesus' name. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaking. And immediately, all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loose. When you praise him, brethren, the yokes are broken. The prison doors are open. Nothing can hold you back. Then we said, when you praise him, the earth yields are increased. We know that passage very well. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. The Bible says, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. How many, how many will praise him here today? Let all the people praise thee. So then shall the earth yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. Is there anyone here God will bless? Yes. <laughs> Tell somebody God will bless me. As if you say God will bless me. The Bible says when we praise God, our God shall do what? He shall bless us. He shall bless us. He has prepared you for blessing. But you can only receive the blessing he has prepared for you if you begin to do what? Praise him. Praise him. That's why I love that song that says, Hallelujah, anyhow. Either your voice is good or not, do what? Hallelujah, anyhow. Either you feel like shouting or not, do what? Hallelujah, anyhow. Either you can sing or you cannot sing. Hallelujah, anyhow. When you have a disagreement with your husband and you feel like singing that song that when you sing it, he knows you are singing against him. What are you supposed to do? Hallelujah, Hallelujah anyhow. There's no way you can shout hallelujah like your husband will say, eh, she's singing against me. Is that not so? Yes. And we're talking, some, some husbands too, they do it too. When they have a disagreement with their wives, they know the song that they will sing that the woman will know, he's targeting me with that. If rather than doing that, the man begins to shout what? Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. As if you mean it, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Like somebody that has won his victory, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Like someone that God is touching this afternoon, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The type of hallelujah that destroyed the wall of Jericho, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The hallelujah that will give you a permanent victory, shout hallelujah. The hallelujah that will make the host of heaven to take to pay attention to you. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The hallelujah that will make you. Uh, <laughs> oh, the Bible says, you know those, those lepers? Those lepers. They were told, God's go and give your offering. On their way to giving their offering, what happened? They were cleansed. The hallelujah that will give you total complete cleansing. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. One of them came back, and that was the only one that was made whole. The hallelujah that will make you whole. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Let's have our seat. 
The yoke of Jesus is easy. Is that not so? Yes, sir. There is a yoke in Matthew chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. Matthew 11, 29 to 30. The Bible says, Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. In other words, be yoked with me. He said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's walk together. Let's go on this journey together. You cannot do it by yourself. But if I hold your hands, if you hold my hand, victory is assured. The Bible only enjoins us that we must not be entangled with the yoke of bondage. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. The Bible says, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. The yoke of the world. The yoke of the enemy. Be not entangled with these. No wonder the scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 16. I will just summarize. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. There is no fellowship between light and darkness. There is no concord. There is no agreement between the world and the light of God. 